ladies and gentlemen, this is the Saw Good Man, the better. Better Call Saw podcast. Uh, this is kind of a fun episode. Not only do we have uh, Dave's interview with Dave Porter, I wasn't able to make it because of work obligations, but uh, Dave Porter, he's like the sound guru for Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, right, Dave? Yeah, he's the composer and the uh, composer. He's one of the people that I was pretty excited to get on. Um, I'd actually been trying to get him on since last season, but he's an incredibly busy dude, and I annoyed uh, his go-to guy enough where he's like, you know what? Hit me up in February, and we're going to go for February. So I'm I'm excited that you got to talk with him. I wish I could have been there, but I'm, I'm glad you got to chat with him, man. You're kind of a like a like mind with him, right? You're an audio guy. He's an audio guy. Yeah, I figured it would go well because he offered to reschedule when I told him that I was flying solo. And I was like, no, I'm kind of excited to do this by myself. Right. And my goal was accomplished where I got him to say, that's a good question. Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this is uh, Saturday morning. We're going to post this this afternoon. And so that means in a couple days, guys, season two premiere of Better Call Saul. The Ides of February is upon us. Yeah, we're excited. You're excited. Everyone's so, excited. The crew's yeah. excited. Absolutely. And our shows will be posted right as Better Call Saul ends. Our shows will be posted. That's right. So we're pretty excited. So make sure you tell your friends to subscribe. Make sure that you're all subscribed through iTunes or whatever method you do it. But first, as promised, Dave uh, and a couple of his buddies put together a new theme song for the podcast. That is correct. Um, we got uh, Tom that you heard with the Michael Mando interview. Mm-hmm. Composed it, played the guitar and bass on it. Yeah. Alex, who you heard with the Patrick Fabian interview. Yeah. We caught him drunk at the bar one night and brought him up to the studio and he did the vocals for us. Nice. Okay. <laughs> you want to hear it? I do. Dave, play it. It's all good, man. Hey, hey, it's all good, man. It's all good, man. Hey, hey, it's all good, man. See what I did there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I stole the idea of the fact that the intro music for Better Call Salt cuts off the last beat. Uh huh. So I did that to our song, too. Awesome. Awesome. I got to ask Dave about that in the interview. Yeah? What did he say? You'll have to listen to the interview. All right. Let's listen to it. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, on the Someone Important Hotline, we have ASCAP Composer's Choice winner, Best Television Composer of 2013, Dave Porter, who does the music for Better Call Saul. Welcome, Dave. (laughs) Thank you. Very nice to be here. So the first thing that I want to mention, actually, is is Brian Cranston saying that you worked on Breaking Bad and your music was like another character. And honestly, yeah. I think that's probably one of the coolest compliments that you can get from um, someone involved in your show. Yes, not to mention a, a, a however many time Emmy winner he was. So yes, no, very, uh, very kind words from uh, Mr. Cranston. And uh, he's uh, uh, quite a gentleman. And uh, obviously, the Breaking Bad would not be Breaking Bad without him. Uh, but, uh, but I was very, so amazingly fortunate and, and thrilled to, uh, be a part of that experience with him. And the, uh, the ASCAP award, that would be from like season five of Breaking Bad. Yeah. So that was, uh, a new award that they, they recently instituted for, for ASCAP members. And for, for those who don't know, ASCAP is, it's not exactly a union, but it's a performing rights society that uh, many uh, composers belong to. 
uh, and it's a pure chosen award uh, for, uh, for among us television and film composers. So it was very, very nice and very humbling to have my uh, my fellow compatriot composers uh, around the country uh, deign that uh, my work on uh, on the end of Breaking Bad, and uh, by that time I had also begun work on the Blacklist. Uh, so that was uh, it was all wrapped up in that, but I was very, very, very honored by that. Yeah, that would to me that would be more meaningful award to something coming from your peers instead of like a, a society or an academy or something. Exactly. I mean, these are people who know what it takes right. to do what we do, and and the hours and the and all of the. Uh, the the less pretty parts <laughs> of the of the job yeah, there, <laughs> of which there are of which there are many <laughs> i would say that they're probably more critical too because they know what the standards are and how difficult it is to meet the professional standards of production and music and stuff i think so yeah i think that's true and i and i think that uh they also understand better than anyone else that my job is very much a collaborative one. Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, you know, composers for film and TV uh, don't just run out there and do whatever they want to do. That's that's not the point of the job. The, the point of the job is to uh, work in concert with the director or the showrunner of whatever you're working on to bring their vision to life. Right. And so it, it, you, your, your ego has to take a back seat a lot of the time. Uh, and, uh, and you really, you are there to be in service of, of the greater good, which is to create hopefully, um, you know, some, some sort of memorable piece of entertainment that, uh, that, uh, you know, fires on all cylinders. Well, I would imagine that for the most part, the, the music is there to kind of drive the script, to, to create the mood, the environment, the audio environment of the story. Um, has there been any times where maybe you've come up with something in the score or something that that triggers something in the writers or the producers or something that says, wait a minute, maybe we should adjust something because this is just kind of going a certain direction. And I like it. Hmm. This is a really good question. I would say probably not in the short term, mm-hmm. uh, because for I would one imagine thing, that's more difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Composers are last in the process. We're, we're sort of the, the, the cherry on the cake. Mm. On the, on the ice cream Sunday, uh, in just in terms of the process of how a television show gets made, uh, I mean certainly there are some times when, um, for example, uh, a composer can craft some great piece of music, uh, and then that needs to end a certain way, and they can change the edit, you know, cl- close to the end to make sure it hits just perfectly mm-hmm. in tempo or something like that. That happens sometimes. Um, but, uh, but most of the time we're adhering to what's, you know, what's already been done. It's a sort of our job to, um, to reinforce the great work of the actors and the script writers and the editors and all the people who've come before us in the, in the process. Uh, but I will say there's sometimes too, for example, um, you know, Vince Gilligan, for example, is, is uh, always super open to everybody's ideas, which is so cool yeah and and i i've definitely definitely you know showed him things in advance i said hey here's something that can be done just to keep in your brain uh for next season or two seasons from now Mm uh in in the thought that uh you know maybe this is a germ of an idea that you guys can can run with uh and down the road and that's always fun too yeah that's cool that's that really taps into 
I don't know, kind of motivates you a little bit, I guess, and it's to to feel that you are appreciated because everyone speaks. We've interviewed a lot of the actors so far, and um, mm-hmm. everyone speaks so highly of the production team that they're just these great people, and they're they're so nice, and they're they're kind of writing it as it goes, so nothing's really set in stone to where the story is going to be, other than the fact that as far as Better Call Saul is, that he's going to be Saul Goodman and meet Walter White, but. Uh, right. Yeah, they're just so open and just it's and everyone is so excited to work on both shows and they kept a lot of the same crew. Is the music yes, department also no, still mostly the same crew? It's entirely the same. Yeah, no one no one has changed at all. So uh, yeah, the music supervisor Thomas Skolovich, who chooses the licensed music, the you know the the pre existing music for the mm-hmm. show, is still with us. Our music editor Jason Newman. So yeah, it's it's entirely the same team and and. It was it was particularly uh, bizarre at times in in the first season, especially Better Call Saul, um, sitting in our meetings because it 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 really just felt like Breaking Bad season six. <laughs> and we're looking around. I mean, they had some newer, sl- swankier offices, <laughs> but but other than that, it was all the same faces. Uh, and like in you- truth, that I was one of that was one of the big difficulties uh, creatively for for many of us. Um, to not continue into Better Call Saul, to like difficult uh, to create its own thing. Yeah, exactly. Because you had, you know, we had we were the same team, and and in part that's a huge benefit mm-hmm. because we know each other so well, and we know how we work together, and and all those things. But at the same time, it made it that much harder to break the mold right. of how we had been working, uh, and uh, and that was tough. And and to their credit, Vince and and Peter Gould, the, the co-creator of Saul, uh, were really adamant that it was going to be a different show. Hmm. And uh, and we really had to, you know, take a step back and really rethink uh, a lot of creative ways in which we worked. And, and it was hard because, in all honesty, you know, those were creative avenues that we'd explored on Breaking Bad that, not for nothing, had been pretty successful. So, <laughs> yeah. to, so, th- so throw those concepts away at times was, was very difficult. Uh, but but ultimately has been very rewarding and in, in that I hope people feel like while there's a you know some continuity in how Better Call Saul feels and sounds, um, that it is very much its own animal. Yeah, that is that's been a pretty uh, common sentiment about the show is that it's, it's it feels like it's in the same universe. It feels uh-huh. like yeah, continuity and consistent. Yet it's it's totally its own thing. You don't even need to know anything about Breaking Bad to appreciate Better Call Saul, which True, to me is right. a, it's a mark of success. Um, one question I've been dying to ask you, honestly, is with the theme song. And that's, yes. You composed the theme song, correct? For Better Call Saul? For Better Call Saul, yes. I actually did not. Ah. <laughs> so that, that may temper your question. <laughs> well, it's, it's about how the theme song cuts off the last beat. Yes. It, it drives me insane because when I yes. cut off the last beat, I made a mistake. And when you, know, right. you guys do it, it's art. But uh, <laughs> but I really was wondering was that was that your decision was that a stylistic choice or is that a horrible edit that seemed to work out? No, it was very much a choice, uh, and it was a choice even before we had uh, that piece of music that ultimately became the main title music. Hmm. Um, we had a lot of lot of you know back and forth about this. It's always a very tough decision coming up with main title music. And right. uh, I submitted I submitted a lot of options and. Uh, a lot of other artists submitted options, and uh, but one thing that they had in mind all along, 
um, was visually they were going to go with that, um, the that super super lo-fi looking, <laughs> uh, you know, early video yeah. uh, look to it, uh, and also that it was going to do this bizarre uh, sort of end, ending abruptly thing, and uh, and because it was going to be short for one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because we, we knew that the main titles would also be short, even shorter than Breaking Bad. I'll say, I mean, Breaking Bad's pretty short, but it, it, it resolves and kind of... Exactly. It, it, it and, is, it's and, a totally different feel going into the episode out of the theme. It is. No, it is. It's really it's really quite something. And and, and to be honest, one of the reasons to, to do the abrupt cutoff is purely a practical one. Mm-hmm. If you have a piece of music that needs to resolve, as you say... Then you've got to have several seconds worth of that time of your right. of your uh, opening titles uh, just dedicated to that hold and that resolution on that last note, uh, and with so little time to play with, uh, this was a way to sort of squeeze in more melodic information uh, and then have it end, as you say, abruptly. And the trick of it is, as always been, I think with with any any kind of bold or crazy idea like that. <laughs> Is is to make it real clear you intended to do it, mm-hmm. because as you say, otherwise it just sounds like a mistake, right? And uh, and hopefully, you know, and that worked better on with some pieces of music than others, uh, and in this little particular piece of music, which was written by this band out of the UK called uh, Little Barry, I believe, um, they it just happened to fall so nicely at, yeah. at, in the end, so that so it feels like you get a, a complete. Uh, uh, guitar lick in there, and then it and, it, and then it cuts off uh, in a way that's strangely satisfying and yet unsatisfying. I was just going to say time. that's exactly what I was going to say. It's almost like it's satisfying, but it, it leaves you wanting more. Which yep. obviously, in any form of sales, you want to leave them wanting more. You know, don't give them everything up front. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, especially especially in TV, you gotta keep folks uh keep folks in their seats with so many other options out there yeah and I, i've noticed um that i've noticed that uh the abrupt endings to things seems more prevalent and as a whole in general in better call Saul than it does in breaking bad unless i'm misremembering uh-huh. things but it's it's almost as i mentioned it to, to my brother i'll get together with my brother to watch the show a lot of times and sure. uh, he's like ever since you mentioned that things cut off short it's been driving me crazy <laughs> and I was like, but it's a genius I, move. That is definitely a stylistic choice the, and something that we do far more often on, on Saul than we did on Breaking Bad. Did you watch the Super Bowl? Are you a sports fan? <laughs> I, I am a sports fan, uh, but I did not watch the Super Bowl. Wah, wah. Oh, good. Uh, I caught a, I've caught about 10 minutes of it. I watched uh, uh, a poor, uh, I don't even remember which side it was. I think it was a Broncos kicker. Uh, the mis- Smack a field goal right into the upright, which you never see. Oh, the Panthers which I kicker. Thought was, yeah, the Panthers <laughs> kicker did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I was sort of, and I caught a few commercials, and then and I had to go. I have uh, I have two small kids uh, huh. who uh, don't have a lot of patience yet for watching football, and uh, <laughs> and also uh, uh, I've been you know working a lot of weekends right now. Uh, we're uh, uh, sort of. Coming down the home stretch on Better Call Saul, I'm working on episodes uh, seven and eight. Oh, nice! Out of ten, uh, so uh, yeah, we're getting into into some 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 great meaty stuff here, and, and uh, a lot of lot of work. Do you have a lot of the, Do you have a lot of like extra 
work, like extra features, uh, web content, stuff like that? Does that that keep you busy in the off season, or do you? I know you're doing two shows. You're doing two shows right now with the Black. Yeah. So, uh, well, it's it's funny. You know, it used to be that the TV schedules were were very static, and you always knew when TV TV would be going. And TV composers kind of worked in a school schedule, starting in you know end of August and ending in May, and then you know had some time off in the summer to try to fill with some other things. Uh, and that's the case with my my network show, my NBC show, The Blacklist, uh, which kind of runs continually from from August to May. Uh, but the cable shows now just they they go into production whenever they can, and it's kind of all over the place. Um, I've did um, last year at this time I was doing a, a, a show for Stars called Flesh and Bone, hmm. which actually just finished airing in in, in the autumn, uh, and so now I've been on Saul since early December and uh, well, that will take me into early March uh, I have another show um, that uh, I uh, haven't announced yet so I can't tell you what it is but <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> st- starting starting uh, a little later in the spring which I'm very excited about uh, and actually yeah, but yeah I'm always doing you know some smaller projects here and there where I have um, time to, to fill them in actually maybe of interest to you uh, being close to uh, the Chicago area, and perhaps it sounds like a football fan. Um, <laughs> I'm, wearing a, I'm wearing a Bears sweatshirt right now. <laughs> did a, uh, a 30 for 30 ESPN documentary on the uh, 1985 Bears. You did the 85 Bears 30 for 30? I did, yeah. Oh, I haven't so, seen it yet. Uh, I'm dying for it to come to Netflix. I'm a, ca- I'm a cord cutter. So I got it. cable. Got it. Yeah, so you'll have to wait uh, yeah, yeah. until you can but get ESPN some other way. But. I think the Bills won... It was only a couple of weeks after it aired to hit Netflix, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm dying to watch that one. I've been the sports talk radio has been talking about it, saying it's a must watch. It's got some really cool uh, information, I guess. Or it does, it does. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the director, a guy named Jason Hayer, does such a great job with it, um, and um, and narrated by Vince Vaughn, and it's got some mm. amazing interviews and footage. And uh, yeah, it was it was fun. A departure for me, uh, yeah. a little bit, and in, in that I haven't done that kind of work lately. Although I started my career working in documentaries in New was, York, so that I actually wanted to mention was, uh, bigger, stronger, faster because yeah. that was a really good documentary that you worked. Oh, on. you've seen that? I'm so glad. I, I, mm-hmm. I always recommend that to people because it's. I think it's just such a good. Um, such a good film that that I think a lot of people shy away from because they think it's just going to be you know for meatheads. Yeah, you know, and the, the steroids, steroids thing kind of it, it, it kind of seems it, it, it's such a polarizing topic, but but it's really it's a really free movie that's really open and honest. And uh, um, uh, actually, the director of that uh, has a new movie out called uh, Prescription Thugs. Which is also uh, really good. I didn't work on it, but he's uh, he's a he's a good friend and uh, uh, about sort of about the pharmaceutical industry and how it's it's pandering to a, to a lot of the same issues. I will have to check uh, that so out for sure. Yeah, and television work or movie work. What does your preferred form of uh, comp- composition? You know, I mean, this may sound like a cop out, but I, I I like and I'm so blessed to be able to have the variety. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm actually always looking for the variety, so I'm not, I'm not trying to. No, I totally understand you know, that. Was, yeah, you know, sign up for three shows that I'm that are going to call upon me to do the same thing. Right. You know, even though that might be simpler in some ways, um, I would get bored. Mm-hmm. And with with the amount of music that that I write, 
now, you know, just uh, every day and every week. Um, I need the new inspirations and new challenges uh, to keep me motivated. Yeah. More than anything else. So it's, it's nice and it's, it's great to work on something like a documentary, you know, when I've been working on a TV show for months, uh, just because stylistically it's so very different and, and the, the, the role of music is different. Mm-hmm. And so what you're asked to do is, is different and just requires a whole new kind of creative outlook on it. Um, with the, uh, the Southwestern theme television shows you've worked on and you, you keep the, mm-hmm. the music, to, you know, definitely in that vein is, was that difficult for you to get inspired to write something like that? Is that more towards your natural sensibilities or like, what do you listen to? Like if you have time off, what do you throw on to, to chill out or what's your most inspiring? Kind of music? <laughs> I hate to say it, but because, uh, most of the time, you know, I spend 10, 16 hours a day in front of big speakers, blasting my ears off. <laughs> uh, most of the time, I don't listen to much in my spare time. It drives my wife crazy when we're in the car because <laughs> I never turn on the radio. <laughs> I'm on talk <laughs> but, radio uh, and podcast mostly myself. Right. So to be honest, I don't listen to much. And when I do get to listen to something, chances are it's it's the choice of my five-year-old. And you can imagine <laughs> uh, that, where that goes. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. I do the same. I feel the same way about um, about engineering and uh, trying to stay with the same thing over and over again. I'm always, you know, look for different projects. Like sometimes I want to do live. Sometimes I want to be in a studio. Um, mm-hmm. You don't want to get settled into one thing. And, and working with the same genre would get taxing on the inspiration, I guess. You become a cover it band does, yourself at one point. Yeah, it does. And, it, and the good thing about... The cable shows, for example, is that you know, I'll, I'll work furiously on Better Call Saul for two, three months. Uh, but then, to be honest, I don't think about it for six to nine months huh. and, until it comes back around. And that's 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 great because it's you know creatively I get this you know big block of time to go explore other things, do other stuff, and then when I come back, I actually have to re-educate myself about what I had done <laughs> the previous season. I'd, I'd spend time and I'd go and listen to all the things that I had done and get back in the vibe and back in the mood. And um, But that, that time off is, is, I find, and I mean, everybody's different when it comes to mm-hmm. creative stuff, but I find it to be real helpful. Yeah, some people need to be working constantly and some people need to recharge the batteries. I'm more of a recharge yep. the batteries kind of a person myself. Yeah. Uh, so, do you have any uh, personal projects that you want to promote, uh, or just what you're working on now? Is what you're working on now? Uh, no. Yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, the big news, the big headline here is that uh, Better Call Saul season two starts next week, which I can't believe it's been uh, it's come up real fast. But uh, yeah, I'm and really actually, excited. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go I was ahead. Like, you're actually going to be the first guest with our new theme song. We have uh Oh right, excellent. We were stealing the Junior Brown song. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. We don't know what the association <laughs> is with Better Call Saul, if that's just something that he wrote or if it was a promo thing for the show. Do you have an answer to that? I do. I was very much involved in that actually. Ah. Um so that was uh it, it, you're right. It was uh, originally created as a, a piece of promotional material for the show uh leading up to season one last year. And it was a song that I wrote uh, the music for, along with an old friend of mine named Adam Dorn. Oh, nice. Uh, he's a tr- terrific uh, artist and player. 
And uh, the two of us wrote the music to uh, lyrics that were written by Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould. Wow. And uh, so we had crafted the song, actually, and uh, we weren't sure uh, who we were going to get to perform it. And then um, Vince uh, has had a longstanding relationship with Junior. Nice. Going back, I think, to the X-Files days. Wow. Uh, he may he may have appeared. Uh, he does acting work as well, and and has got a tremendously cool voice. Yeah, he's, uh, so, he's uh, a so I think individual, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Don't quote me on this, but I think he did appear in an X Files episode. That the and so uh, Vince may have met him that long ago. Oh. and uh, and so uh, yeah, and he very graciously offered to. Uh, he was touring at the time to uh, to come to. Uh, to LA and and uh, we recorded him singing and, and playing his uh, his super special guitar. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it came out great. He's uh, he's definitely a, uh, a close connection to our crew and uh, an inspiration to us. That's awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's a good choice. Yep. I think it's a good choice because I use that solo as the outro to the show. And oh, very nice. I, I love the way he plays. I I saw him at the Grand Ole Opry. I was a senior in high school on a music trip. And uh, mm-hmm. my friend and I locked eyes from across the auditorium. Like, holy shit, what are we watching right now? You know, right. He just yeah. starts blowing your mind. It's Yeah, that's pretty awesome. But <laughs> it doesn't, we were doesn't feeling, get more real than that. We were feeling kind of sketchy about you know using it, and then our show's getting actually pretty popular. So we was like, let's develop our own theme song and kind of keep it with that Southwestern down-home vibe. And uh, this is a mandolin solo Very instead cool. of a, uh, what is it, a Get Steel solo. There you go. <laughs> There you go. Well, here's a tidbit for you, and, uh, and I'll leave you with this. But mm-hmm. uh, if you check out the end credits music for every episode of Better Call Saul, it's a, a reimagined version of that Junior Brown song. Same theme. Ah. Yes. There you go. I, so. I think I tend to shut it off before we watch the credits. We're usually in a hurry to, <laughs> in a hurry to get recording because we uh, record right away. <laughs> totally understood. <laughs> totally understood. But that's an awesome little Easter egg for us. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're very welcome. Well, thanks it's for joining been great us. great talking to you, Dave. Yeah, yeah. Dave, Dave Porter. Good luck with the show. Uh, you as well. Good luck with everything. Uh, I enjoy your work so far, and I'm hoping to enjoy more of it. And if you ever want to come back on, promote your... Uh, your upcoming project on this or our other podcast. Absolutely. We would love to do that. Sounds great. I would love to. Awesome. Dave Porter, composer for better call Saul. Thanks for your time. You're very welcome. Have a great day. You too. Thanks Dave. So my first interview, what'd you think? Not your first interview. You were with Owen Benjamin on the Nothing Important Podcast. Okay, well, that was a co-hosting gig, yes. <laughs> True. <laughs> no, great, great interview. Super interesting dude. Uh, I'm glad that you had a good time doing it. I'm sorry I couldn't be there, guy. Glad to see that I'm not the only... He's not as Eeyore-ish as I am. No. But it was early. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it was early in the morning. Well, we're incredibly honored that Dave Porter came on. And uh, if you're just getting back into the swing of things because the season premieres just in a couple days, you know, remember, we've had Patrick Fabian, Ray Seahorn, Julianne Emery, bunch of people from the show, Mel Rodriguez, uh, and we got some people coming up, so make sure that you tune in. Make sure that you tell all of your friends that you discussed Better Call Saul with that you have buddies on the couch named Dave and Brian, and every week they put out a podcast called It's Saul Goodman, which can be found at itsallgoodman.com. Remember it's- the double S. Yep, there is a double S. It's SaulGoodman.com. It's SaulGoodman.com. 
And also make sure for our chat with other celebrities for music and other discussion that Dave and I do, you check us out on the Nothing Important Podcast at nothingimportantpodcast.com. And of course, we have Facebook and Twitter accounts for all those things. Thank you so much for the past year. It's been incredibly awesome, and we're looking forward to hanging out with you guys for another season. We're excited. Dave? Season number two. Here we go. Call us idiots, call us geniuses, whatever. Just call us. It's all good, man.